everybody, it's episode 312 of PodQuest. Hello! Wednesday, August 12th, 2020. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi. How you guys doing? I'm alright. Yeah, pretty much the same. Well, that's good. No one's, like, on fire or anything? De- uh, definitely we'll, no fires. I, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. I might be on fire. Who knows? I mean, honestly, if anyone were, it would be you. Exactly. I mean, you, I, just, you just wouldn't notice it for a while, and, you, and you'd wait to put it out. Here's a fun story. I almost blew myself up a couple weeks ago. The fuck? Uh, so I was grilling, and uh, my uh, ignite button on my grill doesn't work, so I have to actually use a lighter to ignite the um, the, the, the elements. And no, it's not what you think. Um, I put the lighter down next to the grill, and I walked away, and I came back, and I was like doing stuff. And I guess I had the lighter a little too close to the lid, which was hot, and I closed it, and just at one point, the lighter blew up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, like, all I hear is a whoosh, whoosh, and I was like, oh, fuck. And there's a person, like, uh, like, uh, more than six feet away from me because th- they weren't even in my yard. I looked over, and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm okay. I just almost blew myself up and lit myself on fire. We're good. So, basically, you're not allowed to grill anymore. <laughs> uh, I went out and bought a lighter the very next day, and I pretty much grill almost every other day. Oh, it's too hot for that. Good for uh, you. It's it's too hot to constantly run my oven and cause my house to increase like thirty degrees every yeah. time I cook in there. I was gonna say at least the cooking heat is outside instead of inside. Yeah. I don't know, like our house doesn't get that warm when we cook. Dude, I mean the last few times when it's been real hot and had to cook here, like especially something from HelloFresh that needed the oven. I want to say the one time our house got to like eight. yeah, like so my house, my house won't get that hot, but it'll like say I have my air conditioner set to seventy five, it'll generally rest at a constant seventy seven the entire time I'm cooking. Oh, yeah, ours does a our AC does a pretty good job of just keeping it yeah. at the temperature we have it set to. Yeah, I mean, I also have like a probably forty year old air conditioner and and a shitty just system in general because my uncle put it all together, so it's. It's not really that great, but... That's true. I mean, the the dude, when he came out to service it, like, had it fall apart on him, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I much prefer during the summer to cook outside, and then no, during, yeah. and during the winter, obviously, to cook inside, because that heats up my house and runs my heater less. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I, I like food on the grill. I just... If it's above 90, I can't stand outside and cook. It's too hot. Uh, I'm not standing outside and cooking. I'm throwing it on and running back inside. No, but, like, even that, like, that is more... So, I already don't like being outside in the heat and the humidity. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, I I don't do well in it. So, it's just one of those, it's like, nope, not not spending time outside if I don't absolutely have to. Yeah, I get it. That's why I also like having, like, the George Foreman grill, the, uh, the, the air fryer, stuff like that, to where I could cook without having to use my oven. To keep the temperature low enough to where it wouldn't overheat my house. Yeah, like the last couple, like last week in particular, we didn't have any home chef meals. So, like, we were using the air fryer for at least something every night. Mm -hmm. So, like, the oven wasn't really on. Because it would be like either I would cook chicken in the air fryer or we'd cook a side in the air fryer. And then everything else was just on a pan. Yeah. Because air fryers are great. I love my air fryer so much. Yeah, it's, it's, I like it a lot. the, The only problem that I have with it is, like, you can't cook two different things in there without, like, cleaning it. Well, us in particular, because, like, if we have, like, a vegetable or something that we want to air fry, that immediately means that, like, I can't cook the chicken in there. 
Yeah, I mean, that that, that does suck, but um, they do make attachments for air fryers that, like, you can put a plate in there for your chicken at the bottom and the vegetables on top or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it, that's true. Like, it, and honestly, the the way it cooks, it might displace displace the heat too much to where your chicken might not be properly cooked, or yeah, and I know you might overcook your your veggies or whatever. Yeah, and I know the um, like if you like bread chicken or anything like that and put it in there, um, the breading won't cook right if it's not on like the basket. Well, it's it's not a literal fryer, so it's a convection oven. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, like, it's really good at heating up fried foods, but it's not good at frying fried foods, if you get what so I'm saying. If you put, like, like if you, if you lightly bread, like, a chicken breast and put it in there, like, directly on the grate, um, it actually makes it very crispy. Like, it, it cooks it really well. But, like, I made the mistake the one time I put, like, some foil on the bottom to try and just make cleanup easier. Um, and it actually affects the, the air being pushed around. So the bottom, like the whole chicken cooked, but the bottom stayed mushy. Yeah. Which, like, that's gross. Like, no one wants mushy, like, breaded chicken. No. But, like, yeah, like, I've taken to, like, cutting, like, a chicken breast into, like, strips. Like, like chicken tender size strips. And then just, like, not even, like, doing, like, an actual, like, breading. Like, I don't get, like, egg or anything. I just literally kind of, like, roll it in a little Italian breadcrumb and put it in there. And it comes out perfect. Yeah. Like, it's just a little crispy. Like, all the breading's nice and, and cooked, though. And it's way easier than, like, I hate frying stuff in oil. Like, I'm bad at it. I get, I can never get the breading to stay on something. And it just makes a mess. Do you, do you flour, egg, then breading? Or do you just egg, then breading? I mean, it depends. But, like, even in, like, like the meal kits where they send you everything you need, I can't get, like, breading or batter to actually work 90% of the time. Weird. Batter I'm a little bit better with, um, cause like, like the home chef stuff will send us like, um, it'll be like fish tacos and it's like a, like a crispy fish taco. So it's like chunks of like tilapia, like battered and fried. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm bad at frying things in a pan. Like I, I honestly don't like cooking meat in a pan because I can never get it. I can never get it cooked the way I want it. I'd much rather put it in the oven or the air fryer because I know that it just kind of cooks it evenly. I can stick a thermometer into it and know it's done. And well, are, are you a uh, one of those fools that like it well done? Chicken. I mean, yes, I want well, chicken I, all the way chicken. done. But um, no, like steak, I want a medium rare steak. Okay. Like I will take medium, um, and I will take rare. But I like medium rare. Same. Um, when when I cook a steak, I almost always end up overcooking it because I'm just I'm bad at cooking. Also like, the same. <laughs> you know, I I. Then I know what it is that you're doing wrong. What? Are you cooking the steak the entire time on a pan? I mean, that's the only thing I have to cook it on, so yes. That's what you're doing wrong. You sear it on the pan two to three minutes on each side, and then you throw it in the oven and bake it at 350 for like 10 minutes. Perfect medium well. Or, or not medium, medium rare. So if I had pans that could go in the oven, I'd probably do that. I don't have any, any oven safe pans though, so it's just more dirty dishes. Yeah, that that was my problem for the long time, longest time. I I didn't have anything, and I have like two cast iron pans. One is a grill pan, one's a regular flat pan, and then plus my I have a wok and a Dutch oven. So I'm like, now things can go into the oven, and my cooking's gonna be so much better. Yeah, like I mean, I think we have the same pots and pans set, the like red one. Yeah, and they have the plastic uh plastic handles, so I think they might be oven grade safe, but I don't trust it. I thought that, so, between the plastic handles and 
they have the non-stick coating. I thought that immediately meant it wasn't oven safe. I, I like I said, I, that's I, that's what I said. I think I don't know. I got those for my birthday. They weren't even what I had asked for. I asked for like stainless steel ones, or not my birthday for Christmas. And I like on my Amazon wish list was stainless steel ones. And my mom got them from Kohl's. I'm grateful that she got me them in general. But I was like, I, I knew nothing about them because they had the nonstick, because they had the plastic, and I just forgot to read into them to see what they yeah, were even we, safe for. I think we probably got them at the same same year then because we also got ours at Kohl's because they were on like a crazy sale on Black Friday. Yeah, which is I, where I was able to get. Which is where my mom got them. So I'm sure she got them on the same day. Yeah, because we we got this the the same set as you. Plus, we got um like a deep sided pan, like a real big pan. So like all like the meal kits that like involve like making like a pasta where you're supposed to like make the sauce in a pan and then like mix everything in that pan. Um, it makes that way easier because yeah. the regular like what is it? I, I think the large pan in that set is like a ten inch pan. Um, you cannot do that in without making a mess fucking everywhere. Yeah. But we don't have a big kitchen either, so we can't really, like, we don't have space for, you know, any more than we have, basically. Yeah, I I, I don't have any space right now, but I have two people's uh, kitchens worth of kitchen supplies in my kitchen. That's a lot of kitchen stuff. Yeah, uh, my, my, all my cast iron stuff is just constantly sitting out on the table because I don't have any room for it right now. That sucks. Like, I, I'd like to get, like, a cast iron, but we would need two of them because inevitably, yeah. like... I'm going to cook something in one, and then we'd cook, like, fish or something in the other one for Erica, and if we want to put them both in the oven, like, and then it just becomes, it's like, okay, well, let's just not get them, because where are we going to keep them? <laughs> like, all our cabinets are full. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, the stuff happened this week. Not all of it good. Some of it bad. Uh, we'll see. Maybe. No, I mean, some of it is just straight bad. Um, but to start things off, I thought this one was funny. The very last blockbuster video in Bend, Oregon. It's going to be available to stay in overnight from Airbnb in September. Yeah, I, I saw this. Um, I I want to do it, but but we can't because um, it's only limited for three nights. It's also only four dollars. Uh, is it only four bucks? What? Yeah, I didn't okay. know that. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh yeah it's. Three nights? Is it only three nights, or can you only get three nights? No, it, it's for three nights. Okay. For up to four people. Uh, and you have to be a family unit because of social distancing and COVID, and it's only for the people in that town. Yep. So it, it's the 18th, 19th, and 20th of September. Um, and like Richie said, like you, it's it's family units of up to four people, um, and it's it's for residents because that it that so I mean obviously like a blockbuster like. They don't really exist anymore, um, other than in Bend, Oregon. And they are very much a, you have to go to them to pick up your shit. So, like, with COVID, they're doing worse than they already were. <laughs> um, mm. But, yeah, they're, they're apparently kind of, like, theming things out to be, like, um, like a 90s movie night sort of deal. Yeah. And, like, they're going to have, like, sofas and TVs. And I'm assuming they'll, they'll have some sort of novelty VCR, but, like, with an actual DVD player to, um, or Blu-ray player to actually watch the movies on. Yeah, I, I think you said a VCR, right? Yeah, like a novelty yeah. VCR. Okay. I'm sure. I, I thought I when I read it, I read that they said that they're going to have a VCR there. I was my initial response or thought was they're going to have a legit VCR. That'd be awesome. But also at the same time, 
a lot of those uh, movies are probably going to be dry routed and you won't be able to actually view them. I mean, that's assuming that that blockbuster even has any VHSs left. Yeah, <laughs> true. But yeah, I just, I, th- I thought that was actually very funny. So the sleeping arrangements are a sofa bed and an air mattress. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the amenities are Wi-Fi, air conditioning and heating, carbon monoxide alarm, smoke alarm, free parking, <laughs> a TV, essentials, a first aid kit, a fire extinguisher. Oh, there's 11 more. Uh oh. Um, breakfast. Breakfast is provided the next day. Nice. Um, not included. A kitchen, a hair dryer, a shampoo, a washer, or a private entrance. No shampoo. Fuck. Nope. I ain't doing it then. And actually, it looks like the, those dates are all full because the um the the map at the bottom has has all dates crossed out now. But I just I thought that was hilarious that they were doing that. Yeah, I saw it. I loved it. I was like, I I want to do this so bad. Anyway, moving on to some bad news. Uh, Halo Infinite's been delayed into sometime next year. I mean, is that bad news? I mean, it's bad news for the Series X launch, because mm-hmm. now that there is no first-party or exclusive title I can think of that's going to launch on it. PS5 doesn't have much better, but they, they do at least have the Miles Morales game. Yeah. So, like, this was the big announced flagpole title for launch. Like, yeah. they've been saying for the last at least year that Halo Infinite was going to launch with the next Xbox. Yeah, they have been. I just, from what I've seen about the game, what we've heard about the game, I'm like, eh, it's not really that big of a deal, I don't think. But on that note, yes, for for what they're saying, yeah, that is, I guess, a big deal. It's not bad, in my opinion, because that game didn't look that good. I mean, it didn't, visually, it it didn't look, like, spectacular, but it, it's still a Halo game, and it was still going to launch with the console, which was inevitably going to sell that console. Yeah. And, like, it's one of those now, it's like... I mean, their branding right now is, you know... Xbox Series X is launching with um, thousands of available titles. Because it's backwards compatible and Game Pass and everything. But if there's not, a, like, a piece of software that people want to buy for that console, why would they move from their Xbox One? Yeah, it's. I, I, I had a feeling uh, over all of this that... Xbox and Microsoft is going to have a horrible launch with their Series X, um, but this does uh, put the 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 nail in the coffin for just that one final. Like, it's not going to start off good at all for this console. And it's a shame because like Microsoft has honestly been doing a lot of like good consumer sided moves, but having having a console launch with no console exclusives, so. Uh, that's the wrong... No generation exclusives, I guess would be the right word. Because they, they've already said every first-party game that launches with the Xbox, with the with the Series X, is going to play on the Xbox One. So even Halo, Halo Infinite, had it launched, was going to also play on Xbox One. And presumably still will. Yeah. But, so, do you guys think the delay was was due to the backlash that people had over the visuals and the state of the game that was shown? I don't know. I, I didn't read their statement, honestly. I just do not care about Halo at all. I never have. But I'd imagine they're, given everything that's gone on in the last seven months in the world, I'm not shocked there's still work that needs to get done on that that can't properly get Yeah, Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And apparently the, the demo that was shown at the Xbox Showcase was from, like, February or March, because that's just... That was the most completed section that they could just show off, which I'm not sure what that says about the game. <laughs> eh, I mean, that sounds pretty right for what 
<laughs> given everything that's gone on. No, 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 I just meant, like, I don't know what that says about the game's, like, ability to be completed by November. Had they not oh, delayed. Right. Yeah, sure, no. <laughs> Likely doesn't bode well. It obviously didn't. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it is a bummer. It's not great news for, for Microsoft when it comes to launching a new console, but it will probably be good for Halo, because, frankly, like, it's going to take Halo out of the, the holiday season, which, given that the PS5 is probably going to be the console that people kind of skew towards at first, um, just because so many people are already on the um, the PS4 platform, assuming that the PS5 is actually 100% backwards compatible with PS4, which I believe they confirmed it mostly, at least. Yeah, they've they at one point said something about like the top two hundred games, then kind of rolled that comment back to, oh, well, we've tested two hundred games that we will guarantee work, but everything should or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times it was like somebody spoke out of turn who doesn't actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, so like putting Halo sometime next year, especially if it's like mid next year for whatever crazy reason. There's a good chance that's enough of a gap to get people to spend the money on the Series X, or maybe just the Series S. Yeah, I mean that hasn't been that hasn't been officially revealed yet. So, but really, like if you're gonna buy a console, just buy the fucking better one. From from what I'm reading, I did a quick search, uh, and this is published by Kotaku earlier today. I know I know there's feelings that you don't like Kotaku, but it was the first article I could find. There are three exclusive games for Xbox Series X at launch in November. The Medium, Scorn, and Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, Are those all confirmed? The, the, the article is published today. It says, games developed for Xbox Series X that are launching in November currently include The Medium, Scorn, and Tetris Effect Connected. What is the... Is The Medium that game it's, that had, like, the two different... Yeah, crossing between the two worlds. Scorn. I thought that was, like, a much later game. That's crazy that that's going to come out in November. It, uh, blooper Team's new psychological puzzler uh, featuring a medium crossing between uh, worlds. So I believe it's, it is that game that we that we were talking about. Well, that's cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now on GameSpot. Like, yeah, yeah that's... So that's not a first-party game, though, right? That blooper is not a, um, not a Microsoft-owned studio? Uh, I, I do not think so. So it's not first-party, but it is exclusive? Yeah, or... Yeah, it's at least launch-exclusive. Like, it could very well... Move at some point. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're they're a Polish team. It looks like man, those like Northern European country development teams make some crazy games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they did Layers of Fear and the Blair Witch. I heard the Blair Witch was good. I think I heard mixed on it. What else did? Nah, they've done a bunch of other stuff I've never even heard of. But Layers of Fear people really liked, and Blair Witch like a, like had like mixed reviews. Yeah. Uh, traded as, but yeah, they're, they are not owned by Microsoft, so they could, the game could technically go anywhere. It's, it's weird though. I thought Microsoft's big thing was there weren't any Series X exclusives. Like everything would be Xbox One and Series X. It's, it's, they're, so they're, they're exclusives to Xbox and Microsoft. They're being, being developed for Series X. No, so I was just looking at the Wikipedia page for the medium or for um Bloober and it makes it look like the medium is exclusive to Series X and Windows. Yes, that's what yeah. it looks like. I think the Which thing it, you're thinking is, is strictly Microsoft's. I was going to say it must be like like Xbox Studios games exclusively. 
Yeah, yeah. So that this game will actually be a X, like a Series X exclusive. That's kind of cool because this was one of the few games at that showcase that looked neat. Yeah. Huh. Fuck. That game was apparently originally announced eight years ago. Holy shit! Really? It was supposed to be a 360 PS3. <laughs> Jesus. So take that for what it's worth. I mean, so the their website says that it was developed for the Series X, so and on the Series X, and it looks good. Like all the screenshots they have look pretty cool. So they may have like rebuilt it at some point because oh, yeah, they've had a bunch of other games come out since then, and they're a studio of less than a hundred people, so it's unlikely that they're working on too many games at once. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, at least at least Microsoft has some like, exclusive stuff coming. It's a shame that it's like Sony has at least a big first party like known franchise game. Microsoft is kind of working with unknowns for the most part. Like Tetris, Tetris Effect isn't an unknown, but it is Tetris, and it's an expansion on a game from two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that, that is kind of a niche one. Like I'm not, I'm not up for spending forty bucks on Tetris. <laughs> I've done no. that. I, I've I done also, enough times. I also didn't realize Tetris Effect was on Xbox. I thought it was just PlayStation. Well, it's not until that version. Okay. And is it is that version ex- timed exclusive or exclusive yes. exclusive? Yes, it's timed exclusive. Okay. Um, and I believe that's the version that's going to come with multiplayer. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, so we're going to have to wait till sometime next year to see what Halo can do. Um, In more disappointing news for Microsoft, though, um, Apple won't let xCloud into the App Store <laughs> or Stadia. Yep. Um, so Apple is known to be hard to deal with, with basically fucking everything. Um, and they're unlikely to back down on anything either. So their like terms of, um, uh, what's the, their guideline for the app store, um, basically includes something in there that prohibits things like xCloud and Stadia from being on the platform, which is probably in place so that those platforms don't hurt their arcade. Yeah. Because frankly, like, if you're going to pay for a, a game subscription service that you're going to play on mobile, I'm going to pl- pay for the one that plays actual games and not the garbage on Apple Arcade. Yeah. Um, well, isn't it just around the whole ability purchase thing side of the app? I think that is part of it, but, like, that just prohibits the entire app from being available. So, like, there, I forget if it's already started or if it starts soon, but the xCloud beta starts soon. And people are just, they, if you have an Apple device, you can't get into it. And I know um, Apple is pretty, Apple likes money, understandably. They're a company. Like, mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, I believe that they usually take a 30% cut of apps that have any sort of purchasing, whether the app itself costs money or it's, like, in-app purchasing. Um, but for something like xCloud, you can't really do that necessarily. Like, purchasing isn't, hap- isn't necessarily happening through the app. Yeah, right. You know, if some if somebody subscribes to XCloud through the Microsoft website and has Games Pass, they are not purchasing anything through that app. Their subscriptions are controlled completely by Microsoft, which is then, you know, Apple's losing money because they can't charge Microsoft money. Um, but so I, I have the actual statement from Apple on the whole thing. Okay. So what they said, um, and this was like um this is just a blurb from it from um from Deadline. So The App Store was created to be a safe and trusted place for customers to discover and download apps and a great business opportunity for all developers. Because they go on our store, all apps are reviewed against the same set of guidelines that are intended to protect customers and provide a fair and level playing field for developers. Our customers enjoy great apps 
and games from millions of developers, and gaming services can absolutely launch on the App Store as long as they follow the same set of guidelines applicable to all developers, including submitting games individually for review and appearing in charts and search. In addition to the App Store, developers can choose to reach all iPhone and iPad users over the web through Safari and other browsers on the App Store. So... Basically, Apple wants to be able to pick and choose what games are allowed in there, and they also want to be able to charge for it, most likely. So, yeah, like, unless Microsoft comes up with a deal with Apple, which is unlikely because they're they're competitors in everything, Yeah. um, xCloud is unlikely to ever work on an Apple device. But you know what? I feel like that, um, as shitty as it is on Apple, I... It, that'll. I feel like that'll push more people towards Google. Um, yes, but at the same uh, time, like it's only people that <laughs> care to do this. Yeah, it's such a niche thing that I don't think anyone's going to that has an iPhone is going to go buy an Android. You know? Like I have heard and seen people talk about it on like podcasts for like people that are in the gaming industry in one way or another, where they're like, "Oh yeah, I have like an old Pixel or something like that sitting around. I'm just going to turn that back on." And just connect to Wi-Fi and play games that way. Yeah. And, like, a couple people were just like, well, yeah, like, I'm going to need a new tablet in a year. I'm just not going to buy an iPad. I'll buy a Microsoft Surface or an Android tablet and call it a fucking day. Yeah. And, frankly, if you get a, a an Android tablet, you're spending hundreds of dollars less than you do on an iPad or a Surface. This is true. Yeah, And if, if you want all the functionality, you spend the same amount of money and get a Surface, and it does all the same stuff an iPad Pro does. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to take like a big enough market hit off of Apple, but God, no. you know, they'll defi- there, there will definitely be people that do switch, just not like a majority. Yeah. Um, so going to keep this short because at least you, Rich, are going to, are going to check out the beta this weekend. Yeah. Um, this past weekend was the first, um, beta for Marvel's Avengers though. Um, it was PS4 pre-order customers only. So everyone else could go fuck themselves, basically. Yeah, I haven't I haven't pre-ordered it yet. Um, based on what I heard from, and I was gonna pre-order it last week, but then I was seeing mixed reviews about it, and I was like, you know, what, let me just wait to try it out myself before I buy it. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm super into this game. I really want to like it, but I don't want to waste my money if I'm not going to, especially because of the type of game that it is. Like, if it yeah. was just a full-out single-player game, and there were mixed reviews, I would probably turn and be like, alright, I'm just gonna buy it. But because it's a, 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 like... Games uh, as a service. Uh, sure. Even um, without the, like, even with having the purchase characters, it is still, it is still very much formulated as a game as a service. Sh- sure. Because it's that way, I, and, like, I want to, like, know if there will be enough people on there to play it with. Like... I kind of want to wait, so I, I'm 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 waiting for the beta to see if I'm actually gonna like it before I actually pre-order. Yeah, so I did. I played the beta. It's actually it's a pretty healthy chunk too. I think I played um, like four to six hours. So it would come down to how much you do beyond like the story. So and not even just the story. Like so, like the the main part of the beta kind of walks you through everything so it opens with the bridge scene that we saw in the trailer so you actually get a chance to kind of like hands on with all of the 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 main avengers yeah okay. um cuz it does the, the whole scene like you go thor to iron man to hulk to cap to black widow i think it was mm-hmm. um and then it jumps and it definitely jumps 
further, like not far into the game, but it, it, it skips something. So you're not getting a linear idea of exactly where the story's going. Um, but it jumps to a section where you're then um, the Hulk and Miss Marvel. So you get a little more, you, you get an idea of how Miss Marvel plays too, since she is definitely a main person in the game. Yeah. Um, and it's at least two story missions, and one of them is. One of them seems to be the same general idea as what, like, their strikes or whatever, the war table stuff. Um, I forget what they're actually calling them, but, like, the, the, the destiny strike model. Okay. Where you can play with other people and all that stuff. Um, so I tried to do that, and I tried to actually do matchmaking, and it just failed every time. Um, that was the only problem I had with the systems, like, in the beta. Um, the game requires to connect to the server to even start. It connected no problem. I didn't get dropped or anything like that. Like it actually played very smooth. But and I played over two days. So I played on Friday and or Friday on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I w- in that that first like strike scenario, I wasn't able to change which character I was controlling. So every time I went into like the character select, it would crash back to the main me- not to the main menu, but to the main um, war table menu where like yeah. I had to pick the mission and everything all over again. Um, and every time I tried to do matchmaking, it would do the same thing. Yeah. So I ended up just having to go in completely solo. And that was fine. Like, that particular mission didn't hurt anything. I was seeing some stuff online that... So if you go into a mission, particularly if it's a character... So I guess there are character missions, like, where you're theoretically supposed to play as, say, the Hulk. Yeah, there's, um, they're, they're single-player-only missions that, like... You are pushed, like, you have to play it as the Hulk. You can't so play you as somebody else. So, there's something else then, too, because there are there are missions that you can still change what your, your other character, like, if, like, Iron Man is with you, you can switch to Iron Man. Um, like, on the character select screen. Um, I saw, like, people tweeting about it, and it was like, one person tweeted about it, and then a bunch of other people confirmed they had a similar, they hit a similar setback at one time or another. Where, you know, you needed the other character's ability to, like, get past, like, a door or something. And you can't switch characters in the middle of the mission. Mm-hmm. So whoever you pick, that is who you're with the whole time. Um, including, like, if you're in, like, um, I don't know a better way to say it. So, like, the restricted spawn zones that you would have in, like, Destiny. Like, yeah. like the, the instances. Um, if you're in one of them and you get knocked down. Generally, like, if you're in there with other players, another player can come over, re- like, res you. And then, like, you keep going. Um, in single player, it doesn't give you an option to, like, switch to the other character. You just have to hope the AI is good enough to run over and resurrect you real quick. Oh, gee. Well, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Like, look, that, that is a, that's a game system that is not, like, a shot against it. It was just, it was not a fun game system. It's, well, it's either that or dying right away. Fair. I mean, honestly, like, I kind of, I, I would have kind of rather just die and, and like, do that part back over so like i knew what i was getting into um but like that's that is that is me that's a personal well choice it would also depend on like the load time from death and like how far back does reset you for the respawn yeah so the load times weren't great and i don't i didn't die so i don't know how far back like the checkpoint is i'm assuming it's just before this fight because you basically walk into a room and you get like the like like spot like respawn limited thing right there um I died a bunch of times, like, just doing stupid shit, though. Um, like, trying out different things. And the, the it respawns you close to where you die, usually. Like, it, it, it seems to have decent checkpointing. Um, but the reload, like, the, the loading times are actually pretty bad, though. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I I give that the low times at the moment benefit of the doubt because it's beta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they're like, still working. Like same with the connect connectivity issues with you not being able to load into the strike. Again, it's it's beta weekend. They're working on the servers and stress testing those right now. Oh yeah, like like I so only not being able to do matchmaking is actually really good for a beta. Yeah. Like, I didn't have issues connecting to the game. I was able to still get into the mission. I just couldn't play it with another person. Yeah. So, like, totally not the end of the world. Like, better mm-hmm. than a lot of betas do. Yeah. Um, the the game... Like, honestly, the gameplay was... was It was mediocre at best. Like, the, the only two characters that I... I'm sorry. There were three characters that were fun to play as. Thor, um, Black Widow, and Miss Marvel. Um, and, I, and, like, they're nothing special, though, either. Like... Thor plays very much like Kratos. Um, I mean, Kratos basically has Mjolnir anyway. Like, he yeah. has an axe that you throw when you call back. Same exact mechanics as as God of War for that. Miss yeah. um, Marvel actually plays a little bit like Kratos, too. Actually, somebody on a podcast said it. I'm just like, oh, shit, no, that's true. She plays more like Kratos when he has the, um, the Blades of Chaos mm-hmm. because she's stretchy. So, like, when you're punching people, like, you don't have to be close to them. You're just kind of, like, punching from a distance. Um... But she's also because she's because she's like that, and same with Black Widow. Both of them are actually a little bit more like um like Spider Man, in my opinion, because they're both kind of like agile and bouncy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But like, I, I was bummed. Like Hulk was my least favorite to play as. Did you Did you mess around with his like abilities? Were you able to change things out? Like, so I couldn't change abilities, but like I changed like like you get equipment and everything like that. I changed like the equipment. Um. I didn't have new different abilities to like try with him. Um, it's just his general, like, play style. It's not my play style, my preferred play style, so I just, it's not like I was doing bad with it, it just wasn't fun for me. Yeah, like, like I, I did hear that, like, a few people saying, like, they were bummed out with the Hulk initially, but then they were able to change things up for him and made it a little bit more entertaining to play as and, and use. Yeah, so I didn't do any of the additional strikes after, like, so the game basically walks you through a bunch of stuff. And then you go to a training room, which is basically like a da- like the danger room from X Men is exactly what it fucking is. Um, and then it just it it brings you back to the war table, and it just gives you the option to go do a bunch of other of the the strikes. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I'm just like, okay, I, I have a taste for what this game is now. Like, I don't really need to go in and do anything else with it. Um, but yeah, like it it is going to be a perfectly good thirty dollar game. I don't think it's a sixty dollar game. I- and and uh, I like I I I I I will counter argue that next week after I play it, but I'm going to counter argue it now. You are not an online multiplayer game person, so half of the game that half of a main part of the game you don't care about. So you're sitting here saying it's a good thirty dollar game for a sixty dollar game that half of you don't care about. Maybe it is a good sixty dollar game. But like, and I'm not the only like I've listened to a bunch and read a bunch of other stuff. Like other people have said this, the combat's not fun. So, like, for the... And, and this is opinion. Like, you will almost assuredly enjoy this game. That's just who you are. But, like, the combat was not good. It was mediocre at best. So, it's one of those, like, why spend $60 on something that's mediocre in every way and that other games have done much better than it when it's almost... Because it's going to do cosmetic, um, transa- like, microtransactions, they're going to let this game go on sale early because they're going to want people to spend that that money for the, those outfits and stuff. It's the same way um, Marvel Heroes did, where, like, you know, the game was cheap or free to play. I think it eventually went free to play. 
It but like, was free. Yeah, I, th- I think it's the last couple of years it was free to play now that I'm thinking about it. But like they made their money off of people wanting to play as specific heroes. So it's like, man, I want to play a Spider-Man, but I want to play with the Scarlet Spider suit. Well, I'm going to fucking throw down some money until I can get the fucking Scarlet Spider suit. Yeah. And like the same thing here. Like I was looking through the costumes for um, Miss Marvel and um, Hulk. And like they're all locked, obviously. But like I'm like, oh, I know. I If this was a free-to-play game, I would probably, you know, spend 20 bucks and buy like the cool costumes for the characters instead of like the, the story costumes. Yeah. I, yeah. It's also like not a shot against it. You can tell 100% this was inspired by Destiny. Um, cause the, the menus, like, like your equipment changing, 100% Destiny's equipment. And I know there's a few other games that have done that in recent years. I just can't think of them. Um, and look, like, that's a good yeah, system though. It works. Yeah, like, like, I, I shit on Halo for, like, kind of following the Destiny model, but, like, that's because that's not Halo. But the, des- the Destiny model does work and is a model that, like, if done right, makes a good game or, or enhances a game. And, and so, like, I, I'm not going to shit on someone who is making a game to be like that for using something similar to that, if you get what I'm saying. No, that's why I said, like, that was not a, that wasn't a shot against it. It was just, you go into the menu to, like, change equipment, it is the destiny screen. Like, yeah. it's all the squares, it, you have a cursor that you control with the analog stick, you hover it over it, it shows you the tooltip, you hover over the, the square itself, and it pops out all of the other items you have that can go onto that piece. It's all color coordinated with numbers, so you can see if your numbers are going to go up. Yeah. Uh, the the weirdest part is like the Hulk doesn't have like well, so none of the gear shows up because they're all licensed characters, so they have to keep looking like the licensed characters. Um, but like the Hulk, like you're literally putting like rib cages and stuff into him, basically. Like you're just changing his bone structure on the fly, and it's fucking weird. <laughs> sure, if it works, it works. <laughs> Yeah, like, I am sure that you were going to come back next week and be like, I fucking loved this. I I pre-ordered it three times. <laughs> That's, no, I'm, I'm bad with money. I'm not that bad with money. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kidding, too, I, but... I, I yes, ending, that, Cobb. Yes, ending. Come on, the, now. We don't know what, if any, exclusive character is going to be on Xbox. He might need it for both versions. He doesn't That's... even know how to turn his Xbox on. It's been so long. <laughs> I, I, I refuse to buy games more than once uh, at, during a generation, so that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, well, I, I'm interested to see how much you do like it, because like I said, I'm sure you're going to like it a whole bunch, but that is very much your personality with this stuff. Like, I don't think you're going to see the flaws in the combat as much, because you're just going to enjoy it. Um, I thought the combat was just meh. Like, it wasn't bad, it just also wasn't better than games that have done it exclusively over the last few years. Uh, yeah, potentially, like... The thing about this game, and, like, you're only getting, like, a small snippet because it's a beta, like, there is customizability for each of the characters, so if a character doesn't feel right or if something doesn't feel comfortable or you don't like it, you can always change it out and swap it out with something else. So the and- customize the customization are your specials, which are, like, your triggers. It's, like, um, L1 does one move, R1 does the other, and then both together do, like, your super, and they recharge her as you fight. So it's you're, fucking, you're, it really is destiny. Um, yeah. Um, but, but again, it's a model that works. Like, yeah. Um, you, attacks are just square is a light attack. X or I'm sorry, not X. Um, triangle is heavy. Um, circle is dodge, and X is jump. So you know, yeah. very very standard stuff. Um, generally holding L two and then hitting R one is 
your like ranged thing. So like Black Widow pulls out guns. Um, that's how you shoot things with Iron Man. If you're flying, you just shoot. Um, yeah. Shooting and flying actually is kind of cool, but also doesn't control well. Like not be- not like doesn't control well like Superman sixty four. It's just it is very hard to aim and fly without crashing into things. It might be like a learned thing. Like you might get better with time as you're using it, or probably. Or maybe the equipment you get might make his flight more stable. It and it, it might um like it 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 wasn't bad. It was just it didn't feel great. So it was one of those when I didn't have to do it anymore. I was I was glad to just be on the ground because honestly, like most of the time, like even in the training when you're Iron Man, flying actually makes the combat harder because the enemies can shoot you from far away really easily, and you do more damage by punching them. Because your fucking entire body is covered in metal, so punching a dude like that is going to damage them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Thor, I only, you get, you get to play as Thor for like five minutes, which was a bummer, because he was probably the most fun one to play. Um, but like, yeah, it's, I have a feeling this game, I have a feeling it's going to be on sale at Black Friday for like twenty nine ninety nine, And like, at that price, like, depending what else is going on that, around then, like, I'd probably pick it up. I mean, I mean the new consoles I'm, will be out. Yeah. Yeah, but when was the last time, like, look, Halo's already delayed, Spider-Man's next. Like, when was the last time we had a console launch with anything actually good releasing? I mean, it's been a while, but I'm just saying, like, that's a sizable chunk of money to begin with. Yeah, but like... Okay, that's fair. The Switch launched with Breath of the Wild. That's that's fair. But, like, Xbox and PlayStation don't historically launch with the best fucking lineups. Look, Xbox One launched with Rise. It was a great game. I... I think only you liked it. You are. I didn't play it. Yes, I honestly you don't are know. The one person who actually like thinks that's a great. I'm actually curious. I, I've never looked to see what the Metacritic is. I'm actually. I'm legitimately curious. Uh, Metacritic is 60. Steam is nine out of ten. GameStop is four point one out of five. GameStop or GameSpot? Stop. The f- Why does it fucking the fuck? Who cares what user reviews on GameStops? Those are the first three that show up. Metacritic, so... <laughs> Metacritic gave it gave it a sixty percent. Yeah, that's bad. That's fucking terrible. And, and, and that's not, and no, that's average. That's, that's average. No, a 60 on meta, a 6 in video game scores is bad. Which is why the video game scores are so fucked up. Yeah, that's why it's shouldn't 60, be bad. 60 isn't that bad. 60 is average also, at best. But also, if 60 is the average, like, like, yeah, no, a 6 is not a good score for a video game, though. Like, yeah, that's it's a, not It's good. a meh. Like, you don't necessarily want to... I mean, obviously, that game is not $60 anymore. You don't want to spend $60 on meh. You want to spend $60 on, like, oh, this is good or better. Man, Toronto Sun gave it a 60, but um, Metro Game Central, who I've never heard of, gave it a 30. Man, users are tough. That one, one, one user we score on here gave it a zero. One of the most uninspired games I've played. It was like watching a turd in HD. That's <laughs> bullshit. I've at least seen like the the um the videos of that, and for 2013, that was a very pretty game. I I, I know you guys don't like user reviews, customer reviews, whatever. Sixteen thousand nine hundred and forty-two people reviewed it on Steam, and it has very positive reviews on Steam. I mean, like, recently there's been three hundred and fifty-eight reviews. Again, all very positive. Like Steam user reviews are literally the worst garbage on the internet. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking at the at the Metacritic ones, and like there are a lot of positive reviews on Metacritic. There, the, it has eight positive reviews. 
like eight scores above a 70 or of 75 or above. I, I don't know. The thing I'm looking at says it has 238. For Rise? Yeah. R-Y-S-E, oh, no, no. Right? I, I said under under user reviews. Oh, sorry. Like, critic reviews, yes, it has eight It has eight positive, 60 mixed. But no, like, user reviews, it has 238 positive. Sure, but it still has a 6.4. Or, sorry, a six, and what what is it? 240 out of 1,600? Um, so, one eight. No, no, so, no, no, no. So, Richie's looking at the Steam reviews. I'm looking yeah, at no. Metacritic. Se- 788. Okay. So, uh, 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 positive reviews on Metacritic out of 1,600. So, more than, he- or just under half of the users that re- reviewed this game gave it positive reviews. 370 gave it mixed reviews, and 443 gave it negative reviews. Like, I- look, you you guys didn't play the game. All you knew is that there were, uh, 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 active time events. And and you would you would you would make fun of it for that, but that's not all the game was. There was more to it. The game looked great. The game was fun. Like, then I, why don't you ever play your Xbox anymore? Because I beat it already. I still so, own I still own Rise because I'm not going to trade it in. But why don't I play my Xbox? Because there's games on there's there's <laughs> other games on other consoles. No, I don't know. I honestly I didn't think Rise like I thought Rise looked good. Like visually, it looked yeah. good. I didn't think anything about that game looked good though. I mean, I thought I thought the combat was was fun. Uh, it it was uh, like it, it's been six years, so I can't hundred percent remember it. But I do remember enjoying the combat, thinking it was pretty innovative. The the time button events or the active time events, like it weren't as rampant as like the the trailers made them out to be. Um, and like the story like worked, and I liked it. So I was I was just curious. So it looks like GameSpot gave it a four out of ten. But IGN Ooh. gave it a 6.8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So IGN liked it a little bit. Games, whoever reviewed it for GameSpot fucking didn't like it at all. wonder who reviewed it for GameSpot. Oh, right. Their, their site's weird and it doesn't take you to the review. Man, I don't know that person's name. But yeah, they did not, they did not seem to like um, Rise. <laughs> anyway, what was next on this list? Oh, Rocksteady revealed its game. It is, in fact, a Suicide Squad game. Sweet. Yay. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Um... <laughs> So they all they did they released an image on Twitter that it was like a behind the back shot of Superman with his head kind of turned a little bit and it's got like um a um a crosshair over it but the crosshair spells Suicide Squad so Which, that's the re- that's the reveal so apparently you're gonna go after Superman with a gun and just do nothing because I mean that's basically the Suicide Squad um it's it's in line with that. I forget if it was supposed to be the title or what, but remember they had the, um, like, the Suicide Kills the Justice League or whatever domain they purchased? I don't remember that. It was a while ago, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it was a few months ago. Um, so, like, that falls in line with that, like, the Suicide Squad going after the Justice League. Um, rumors are that it will include the whole Justice League. So, or at, at least it will include the iconic members of the Justice League. Yeah. Because much like the Avengers... There are too many fucking members of the Justice League. Everybody has been a member at one point or another. Yeah. Um, they're going to reveal more information, though, on August 22nd at DC Fandom, the online event they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of cool. Like, it's been five years, officially, since... I mean, it's been five years and two months or something like that since Rocksteady's last full game. Because um, I'm not counting the um, Arkham VR. So, Arkham Knight came out June 2015. Damn. So... Yeah, it's been a while. And this is the 
first we're going to see of what they've been working on. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of going off of that, it looks like WB Interactive is not actually for sale now. So I don't know if you guys remember, but like a, a month or two ago, there were all those reports that like Microsoft and Activision and a few other places were eyeing WB um, to purchase their, their internal studios, like WB Montreal, Rocksteady, NetherRealm, all of their studios. Um, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> They're going to keep them. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like lumping a bunch of the news together right now because they all go together. Um, so yeah, they're keeping, so WB Interactive is staying with Warner Media. Um, it's not being sold off or anything like that, but Warner Media has begun cutting staff like across the board elsewhere. Um, I saw reports of like 600 plus employees were being cut from like Warner Brothers Entertainment proper. Um, DC Comics in particular had one third of its editorial department um, laid off. Damn. Which is that is a huge cut, and that doesn't. So that's one third of like editors on books that release monthly, plus you know VPs and marketing people and salespeople, like all all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, one of the one of the people laid off is the editor in chief Bob Harris, who's been with them since 2010. Um, it looks like Jim Lee, who is probably one of the biggest names in like the back end over there still is still staying on as this um, chief creative officer for DC comics, but he is no longer going to be the publisher up until a few months ago. He was the co-publisher with Dan DDO. Um, DDO was removed from the company. I don't know. I don't think he quit. They never confirmed if it was fired that I saw and Lee became like the sole publisher, but that is also no longer a title he will have going forward. Um, and then again, outside of that, like editors on books, um, VPs for like marketing and distribution and sales, as well as people just in those departments have all lost their jobs over the last two days. Um, I th- a lot of these reports started coming out on Monday. Yeah. So yeah, there doesn't not not great for DC Comics. Um, odds are a a large chunk of monthly books are definitely going to be canceled now. Because they just they don't have the editorial staff to work on them. Um, so DC doesn't DC has never done a great job of sort of putting a name to the editors the way Marvel does. Um, Marvel does like the letters pages and stuff like that, which the the editor on a book is usually the one responding to the letters. Yeah. So like you get a little bit more of an idea of like that editor's personality and thoughts on the books that they're editing. Um, DC tends to just like doesn't do any of that. Like you. The most you see is, like, editor notes where it's like, oh, like, see this other book or this past issue for what they're talking about in this panel. Um, But, like, the editors are responsible for, like, the stories not sucking. Yeah. Like, your writers pitch to their editor for, like, what they want to do in the book, like, storyline to storyline. And the editor has to tell them, like, oh, yeah, no, that's a great idea, or... Oh yeah, no, that's the worst fucking thing you could possibly do. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Like, are are you an idiot? Um, Dan Slott, who who wrote Spider Man Forever, he's writing um Fantastic Four and Iron Man now. He was tweeting over the weekend that at some point while he was writing Spider Man, he pitched um I think the character's name is Hive. So there's a DC or there's a Marvel villain who is a swarm of bees that is also a Nazi. What? Okay. So, um. He pitched that this character was going to start selling honey that turned people into Nazis. 
I love it. And the editor's just like, no, no, we're not doing that. That is not why, a good idea. Why not? Come on. Why and not? it would have so been dumb. hilarious. It would have also been... It, so, Amazing Spider-Man is, their, is Marvel's flagship book. Um, uh-huh. They don't do the goofy fucking storylines in that book. Well, um, why the fuck not? They, they literally run, like, four other Spider-Man books at any given time to do the goofy, stupid stuff. Well, then do it on one of those! Like... Dan Slott doesn't write those. But but just because he pitched it, he could have thrown... He could have been like, look, I'll sell you the story idea. Give it to somebody else who's on Spider-Man. So, I don't know if that if they're even allowed to do that, because there's, like, some weird... Like, it, it's very strict with how that stuff can work. Like, if somebody pitches something... um, So, like... like you see writers, like, talk about it on, like, Twitter and stuff all the time, like, telling people to not tweet them ideas or to pitch them things because they have to just delete that immediately. And if they were working on something that was similar to somebody's pitch, they then have to go to their editor and be like, hey, this got tweeted at me. I was already fucking working on it. We have to redo all this now. Yeah. So, so like, if, if an if a writer pitches something for himself and then another writer does it, I wonder if they have a similar, like... Obviously, like, if they say it's okay, it's one thing, but, you know, if that writer then has a falling out and says, yeah, you, I fucking pitched this story and they gave it to somebody else. Fucking douchebags. <laughs> yeah. That could um, definitely be an Yeah. But, yeah, like, those editors are gone at DC. So, like, Batman and Superman books are probably fine. All 500 of them. Probably not going anywhere. Like that, you mean like five hundred get released each month because that's all that Marvel, that's all that DC has going for them. I mean, yeah, more or less, because like you figure, there's two bat, there's two direct Batman, two direct Superman books. There's Action and Detective Comics, and then there's Batman and there's Superman. Yeah, there's also Batman Superman, um, and then like all those like other titles that sort of like Superman doesn't have as many anymore, but like Batman, you you've got your um. Nightwing is technically a Bat Family book. Batgirl is a Bat Family book. Batman Beyond is a Bat Family book. Red Hood and the Outlaws is a Bat Family book. Yeah. Like, most of those are probably safe because they fall under Batman. Yeah. But, you know, like, your Teen Titans, or your Wonder Woman, or but Flash, or Green Lantern. Like Teen Titans has Robin. I'm sure that's a Batman book now, too. I, it, it, so it doesn't usually fall under that, I don't think. No, I... Because, like, I Teen Titans gets canceled a lot. <laughs> I, I doubt it does. I was kidding. Come on. Yes and, Cobb. Yes and. Go with the flow. No. Because your, yeah. your jokes aren't good. It's, they would be if you played with them. No, they wouldn't. Uh, so yeah, DC Comics is going to be a weird fucking place soon. Um, apparently the Graphonovic, uh, graf, graphic novel. There you go. And like their online books. Because they, they, they have a series of books that go first to online. And then are collected and, and sold physically. Those apparently will all be okay. Like, those haven't gotten fucked with. But um, their monthlies are going to definitely see some impact. Yeah. It's not the first time this sort of thing has happened either. Um, DC and Marvel have both had similar times where, you know, just huge portions of their editorial have been laid off. And it takes years for the companies to kind of, like, get footing back and kind of get back to what they were doing before so oh we're only time is going to tell what dc comics is going to look like after this yeah um on top of comics though dc universe also cut most of its employees so dc universe is the um the streaming platform that no one uses yeah so it's unfortunately definitely not unexpected if if anything was going to get cut like 
DC universe was going to see these cuts. Yeah. Um, Doom Patrol is already on HBO Max, and Harley Quinn, I don't know if the whole season is there, but I know it started showing up on HBO Max. Yeah, I think it's releasing uh, weekly, just like Doom Patrol did, so... I just eventually. don't know if So I think they're airing season two right now. I don't know if season one is all up there or not. I will check. Um, but Stargirl is going strictly to CW next season. Um, CW also picked up the syndication rights for Swamp Thing for its one season. So the only two things left on HBO or on DC Universe would be Titans and Young Justice. So like, it's only a matter of time before those two get pushed over too, especially if there's little to no staff left for that division of DC. Season one and two of Harley Quinn are on HBO. Okay, there you go. Um, and then DC Direct, which is what does their statues and figures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. has been completely shuttered. All, all staff have been laid off from that division. Yeah, it, like, it sucks seeing people lose their jobs. Like, like especially, like, the, like the figures people... Uh, like like we said, it's un- it was unfortunately expected with the, the DC Universe cuts. Uh, but, it, like, I, I don't... I wonder if it has to do with COVID or if it has to just do with, like, the, 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 the company is just trying to uh, reinvigorate themselves. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Um. Like Warner is probably Warner probably saw like losses over the last few months because of COVID. Yeah. And the solution for their executives to keep making millions of dollars is to fire a bunch of people. Yeah. Um. And they probably look at the comics area of things as the least valuable portion. Um. Especially when they can take the DC Universe stuff and just move it to their other streaming platform. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, they should have just tied DC Universe into HBO Max from the very beginning. Um, it's stupid to have both of them. (laughs) Absolutely. It makes no sense why they did that. And I mean, I would hope that, like, when it comes to, like, the DC Direct stuff and the DC Universe, that those people don't have, like, I hope they don't have as, as hard of a time finding jobs because, like, there are plenty of places that do figurines. Like, I, I put in the notes, like, I wouldn't be surprised if DC started using just, like, McFarland for all of their, this stuff in the future. Yeah, McFar- um, McFarlane makes toys for everyone now. Yeah, exactly. And, like, there's enough streaming platforms that people that have experience working on DC Universe can hopefully go find work with, like, Peacock or HBO Max or Netflix or Hulu or any of the 30 other platforms out there. Yeah. Um, The comics people, though, like, like if you're an editor, like, there aren't a lot of just open editor jobs. Yeah. Um. Like, you're either going to, like, a small press place where you're probably taking a big pay cut, or you're hoping that you have enough experience that you can leverage that to get into, like, Marvel or Image or IDW or yeah. one of the other, like, bigger name places. Or or that you can potentially hold out to see if you can get your old job back. It's, yeah, assuming it, that they're looking to even hire people back yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, it's it sucks. Like, being in, like, that business, the not just specifically comics, but, like, books and editorial ed- editing things like in that business in general just it, it can be rough when you lose your job yeah because there's just that is very much a a place where there are finite jobs yeah and a lot of people that are available to do them yeah um i feel like i have to sneeze it's the worst feeling uh da, 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 da. so moving right along i watched a show over the last few weeks called in the dark it's a it's a CW show I'd never heard of. Rich, have you ever heard of it? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm looking to see if I can recognize the lead actress because uh, I'm I do remember hearing about the series. Yes, I, I've heard about it. 
uh, because I watch C- the CW app shows, I've seen it uh, in the ads between, like, during the ad breaks and stuff. That's what I figured. So I, I know on the app they advertise a lot of their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, it's a it's a weird but interesting show. Um, so the the main actress is blind. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think she's blind in real life. Um, I would be very surprised if she was. But she's like a blind twenty something. Um, she's a huge asshole. Um, has very few friends. Um, one of her friends is like this seventeen year old kid who sells pot in like an alley behind her apartment. Um, he actually saved her from like getting mugged at like years prior to this series. Um, and they just became very close after that. He gets murdered in the first episode though. Okay. Like that, that's the entire setup for the show is like he gets murdered and she's the one that finds him, but she's blind. So like she couldn't really identify him at first. Um, and they like had to leave to go like get somebody to be able to call the cops and in her leaving and coming back, somebody took the body. Wow. Um, so it's a lot of her trying to figure out, like, what happened to her friend with, like, the handful of other friends she has. Like, she's got, like, one other actual friend and, like, a co-worker that, like, they kind of tolerate each other. Yeah. Um, and, like, as as the... It's two seasons right now. Um, as the seasons go on, like, they obviously add new characters into it and, you know, friendships kind of weirdly blossom between certain people and not other people and but it's the first season is whodunit and the second season is breaking bad mm-hmm. um with them getting tied up with like drug dealers that basically getting blackmailed into drug dealer stuff not dealing drugs themselves but like just involved in that whole world yeah but like you know it, it keeps things going there's characters that you they do a good job with characters some characters you're like oh they're like i like them like i don't want anything bad to happen to them that's gonna suck and there's other catchers where, like, this person's a total piece of shit. Why can't somebody just shoot them already? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, it was just... It, it was a it was a good show. It's not super long. It's two seasons of 13 episodes. So, 26 episodes altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a third season that's going to come to CW, I guess, next year is when all the CW stuff's happening. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you're looking for something to watch, like, it's definitely... It's on Netflix. Yeah, that show seemed very interesting when I would see the trailers, but it's just, it, it, it like, it's not the normal CW show that you would think of, because, like, it's, it doesn't seem to be, like, very much a teen drama, which a lot of CW is. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nothing like, so it's obviously not, like, a DC show. So yeah. It's not superheroes. And I don't, I've never really watched any other ones, but, like, everything else on there is, like, the- vampires and supernatural. Yeah, well, and, and that, that, like, that's, what, like, it's all supernatural stuff. Like, the 100 was, like, space and fantasy, kind of, and, uh, like, I, I Zombie, and then all the, uh, the C, or the DC shows. Like, they have so much, um, like, it's, their, their range of shows on the CW is so wide, but it's, I don't think it's often that you see this, like, drama. It, it, was it a drama or was it a comedy? No, it's a, it's a drama. I mean, so, it's got a lot of funny parts to it, but it, it's definitely yeah. a drama. Like, this um, this, this non-fantasy-like drama. And not only that, like, it's completely grounded. There is yeah. nothing that happens in this show that is supernatural yeah. in any way. Yeah, so that's, that's like, a very unique show for uh for CW. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, like, it really is different than all of the other content they put out, really. Yeah. So... But yeah, worth checking out. Awesome. And now, Rich, you started watching Titan Games, the uh, the challenge competition thing from The Rock. 
Yeah, so, uh, in the text thread, um, I, I was like, it was like, Ninja Warrior, but Strongman. Be, make it more like Ninja Warrior plus American Gladiators, Strongman. And, and that might be, like, a good, like, comparison, I guess? Uh, it's, it's a really neat show, it's, it's, like, all about strength and, and endurance, um, but, like, the, 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 uh, like, the twist, I guess you could say, is, like, each episode, it, it has two men and two women competing against each other, and, uh, whichever of each of those contestants win two rounds have to, f- have to go up against, quote, the titan that The Rock picks, and they have to climb Mount Olympus, come down from Mount Olympus, and then, like, do, like, like, it's all strength-based, and it's really neat. Um, the one cool thing I really like that they do is if you beat the Titan in the final round, you then become the Titan. Huh. So, like... Oh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, so most shows where they have, like, that, quote, beat the Titan, it's just, you win X amount of money if you can beat the Titan. This time, it's, if you can beat the Titan, you stay the Titan. And then Actually, that... I mean, that's exactly what American Gladiators was. It was just... The gladiators were the same gladiators every every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, if if you beat the Titan, the Titan then takes your spot in your region's finals, where uh, the region regional finals. So they split it, the United States into uh, East, West, and Central, and they get the top three from each region. So they have three rounds of uh, two versus two, and those top three then have to go head to head to head against each other. Until there's only one person left to put to go up against the Titan again, they then do f- climbing Mount Olympus, and whoever wins that is the Titan for their region. So I just finished watching uh, the Central Region, which uh, Drew, you might know him. Uh, shit, what was his name? <laughs> uh, he was he was a defensive player for the Browns, I believe. Uh, didn't miss a snap in over ten years, or didn't miss a play in over ten years. Um, shit, what was his name? Something uh, Thomas? Oh, okay, Joe Thomas? Joe Thomas, yeah, he okay. was... He was an he, offensive lineman. Offensive, sorry. Uh, he was the Titan for the men in the Central Region. Huh. And he beat all three Titans during their individual rounds, but since they all made it to Mount Olympus, they got to go to the finals. And it came down to the guy he went up against the first episode, and him going up into Mount Olympus for the final, and uh, the first time he beat the guy by a hair of a second. This time, the guy beat him, so Joe Thomas isn't the Titan, and the other guy becomes the Titan for the Central Region. Hmm. So it's like, it's a really neat concept, because like, like, if Joe Thomas had lost in the first round, during the finale, or during that region's finals, he could make his space back as the Titan. And it all comes down at the end of it all to to um, a three three person free for all um, in the finals in the grand finals of the entire series or of the entire season. So like the the titan of the central, the titan of the east, and titan of the west will all go to get go up against each other to become the 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 the, the main the the best one. Gotcha. The best titan. I don't remember the, what they they call them. Uh, like the tournaments are really cool. Some of the uh, competition some of the like uh uh obstacles that they have to do are neat like um there's one where they have bars they have five bars and each player has to pull their first two out and they're long they're like 10 12 feet long they have to pull them out of this big center uh pillar thing 
And then once you get to the middle, which is a gold, the gold bar, the two players have to fight against each other basically as a t- tug of war to see who could pull it out the furthest to hit their little uh, target. And, and it's just, I, I, I love these kinds of stupid, like, competition challenge shows. Uh, that I, I think this one is is well done. The commentators are pretty good. At, it's got The Rock, so I mean that's always a, a plus for me at least. I mean The Rock is fantastic. Yeah, he is. I, and I believe uh, the first yeah the first episode he does yell, "Can you smell what The Rock is cooking?" So come on, you can't beat that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So check out Titans Games uh, season two. I think just ended, or it might have been done for a while, but I just noticed it on Hulu, and I was like, you know what? I really wanted to watch this. I think it did end relatively recently. Yeah, so you can watch it all. The first episode is two episodes. Um, so, like, there's only technically uh, th- three episodes for the Central, but four episodes for the rest of each, for each region, if that makes sense. Because they do, like, the, the, the Central region, they showed the first two episodes back-to-back and just made it one long two-hour episode, which is weird. I don't know why they did that. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Nice. <laughs> so, Fresh Prince of Bel Air is heading back to TV as a dramatic reboot. But I why? I've 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 seen people share this. I've been meaning to look into it, but like I've only seen like somebody share like share an article from like NBC News or something like that. I don't really I haven't like verified it yet, but I've seen this and it's interesting to say the least. So yeah, so last year, um, this this person Morgan Cooper released a faux trailer for a self shot, um, gritty version of Fresh Prince. So basically, turned it into like he hired like like friends or whatever. I think it's a guy anyway. I'm honestly not sure. Morgan could go either way. Um, but they um they hired people to like act it out and everything like that, and it got real popular on the internet. And apparently, Will Smith saw it and liked it. And interviewed them too. So about the the trailer, and now between Smith's production company and Cooper, they're developing it for TV. Um, hmm. It's not picked up by anything yet, but uh, Peacock, Netflix, and HBO Max are all kind of eyeing it to potentially get the rights for it. And I just I don't know. I don't really. So it's it's it's, it's working title is just Bel Air. Yeah. Uh, Cooper is working as um, a writer and is going to direct the first episode. Um, I don't know that I need a, a dramatic version of Fresh Prince. No, I, definitely I, don't. I want to see. I haven't. I've never watched that trailer. It's so, good. It's actually so, pretty cool. Like, I want to see that, and if I like that, will like pique my interest of whether or not I want to see this series. But yeah, it sounds like I don't know. It sounds silly. Like Fresh Prince was great. And they had some heavy-hitting moments throughout the series. But, like, to turn something like that into a drama rather than a comedy, I don't know. I, I feel like you're lessening and defeating the purpose of the show. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I guess my question about it is, like, why does it have to be Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? <laughs> like, Well, because you see, in West Philadelphia, he was born and raised. On a playground, where he spent most of his days. He got in one little fight, and his mom got scared. So he's moving with, in with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. See, so that's why it has to be Fresh Prince. I just mean, you know, <laughs> why, why couldn't they have done whatever this concept is, but not feel the need to tie it? Well, it's it's because of the faux trailer. Like if the trailer, uh, yeah. 
Like, if if Mark and Cooper had made this thing and Will Smith had liked it and it wasn't based on the Fresh Prince, then maybe they'd just be developing this gritty drama about whatever this is going to be about. But because he made it, a, like, based off of Fresh Prince, it's like, you know, that's an interesting take. Maybe we should go that way. But, like, I don't really know how you're going to go that way because, like, the show is a full-blown comedy with some serious moments. Mm-hmm. To, like, reverse it that much. Like, there is so much going on in this world that, like, a gritty show will definitely help, like, put it out into the limelight if it already isn't out in the limelight. But, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's weird, and while the trailer was really cool, and it was just, like, a fan-made thing. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I don't I don't think that we necessarily need a, a gritty reboot of a 90s sitcom. Yeah. Also, okay. your house is very noisy this evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, the last little bit of news we have is, uh, Reed Pop, who does, um, lots of conventions, uh, they finally confirmed that New York Comic Con is not happening physically in New York City this year. Yeah. Which, I mean, better late than never, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, not I mean, surprised. They always wait. Like, I, I, it probably has something to do with, like, insurance and getting money back for, like... Because you have to book the convention center so far in advance. Yeah. Um, That, like, you wait until the last possible minute to cancel it so that, like, you can actually claim all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they, they are going to, like most other shows have done, do a bunch of um digital stuff instead. Mm-hmm. So, like, digital panels and stuff like that. Which, you know, that's that's definitely the right way to do it. Um, I I honestly did not read the whole article that I, I pulled up for it to know if they were charging for that. I wouldn't be surprised if they do kind of what Wizard's doing, where, like, you pay for, like, meet and greet, like, digital meet and greets, but they'll do, like, a panel for free. Because that's what Wizard's been doing and promoting for months now, like... They'll get, like, either, like, an actor or a voice, like, like, something, like, somebody from something. And they'll either do a cast panel or an individual panel that they just stream for free. And then you can pay for, you know, one-on-one, like, Skype calls or what have you. Yeah. Now, do either of you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. I did finish Umbrella Academy. Oh, nice. Did you Did you enjoy the rest of the season? Uh, the, definitely the second half of the season was much better than first. Um, but, uh, Drew, how far, have you gotten any further in it? No, we did not take any time to watch anymore. Okay. Um, so, I'm gonna, this is, you're not a bit, you don't really care too much about spoilers, but this isn't spoiler at all, but I'm gonna say, I I know why I wasn't a big fan of the season. Because it's, it's exactly the same as first season. First season. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not that different. Like the first season, all the siblings were doing their own thing and then came together to stop the end of the world. This season, all the siblings were separated and doing their own thing and came together to stop the end of the world. Like the second half was like when they actually got the siblings together and they were all like kind of working together is when things like kind of picked up and got better. Yeah, and at least this season, at least it wasn't just another. Oh, yeah, no, they just all have their own lives. It was a, they all got dumped into different years. Yeah. And it was just, you know, they had to make do on their own because none of them showed up together. But, and, 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 like, that was nice, but at the same time, it was just, like, kind of, like, it's, I felt 
like it was the same thing. Like, I, I, like, halfway, like, not halfway through, like, I guess around halfway through, maybe a few episodes in, or a few episodes after, like, probably, like, six or seven, I was like, I feel like I just watched the first half of, the the whole first season all over again. And, And now, it's actually kind of picking up. And what they left, like, uh, uh, cliffhanged with at the end of the season, I'm like, hopefully, this pushes it in a different direction than the first two seasons were. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's what I hope for, too. I didn't mind that it was similar, just because, even though it was similar, um, you didn't have to, like, they didn't have to introduce the characters this time. Yeah. Um, and the cat, like, not, they weren't as antagonistic against each other as they were in the first season, either. Yeah. Like, when they did, like, as Five was finding them, they were, they weren't that aggressively, like, no, fuck you, go away, as they would have been in the first season. Yeah. But, like, also, like, some of them had spent years in the 60s, like, building lives that, you know, they didn't think they were ever going to go back to their timeline or find their siblings, because, you know, it's, it's not like the internet existed and they could, like, post on a, on, like, fucking um craigslist for them yeah like i get it i just that was like really my only big complaint i guess about the season it was just like i kind of didn't need the first half of the of this season like but it was it was good i enjoyed the the second half it was worlds better than the first half and uh but i do also i'm 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 getting my my complaining about time traveling way about this show as well now okay i mean i I could completely spoil the the last the the entire series if I were to go into it. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had a complaint about time travel that you were about to. No. Oh, yeah. It is about time travel about this series that if I were to go into will spoil the series. Oh, okay. So I misunderstood season. what you were trying to say. Like I, I I have I have an issue with time travel media when they don't do it right, and in my opinion, they're not doing it right in this show at all. But. I mean, there is no right, right way to do time travel. I mean, there isn't. Like, there time isn't. travel doesn't exist, so it's really whatever the creator feels like doing with it. I feel like when, but when when it co- goes into time travel, like y- you have to follow like, the 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 like e- even Avengers Endgame did it. Like you have to bring the things back to that same point. You can't change time, otherwise you're gonna create a broken timeline. Like. I'm- yeah, and I mean, like, broken timelines happen. Back to the Future. Yeah, but, like, look, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, spoil it. Like, it is, but it's like, I, I am, I'm annoyed with how they're handling time travel in this series right now. I don't know. I don't know. You shouldn't be annoyed about time travel. It's not real, so everyone does it different. Mm, but there's certain laws that you should follow, for sure. No, there aren't, because it's not real. You can do whatever you want with it. It's like a unicorn. It's it's like in Legends of Tomorrow when they use unicorns, they were fucking evil and they bit off what's his face's nipple. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look. I don't know. I just, I, I, Drew, do you mind? I I personally don't. I don't know that we should spoil the show that's been out for two weeks for listen that might not have watched it yet that still want to. I just have not had the time. Well, we can <laughs> we. We can throw that warning down now. I just want to make sure you're okay with what I'm going to say before I say it, but... I literally, personally, never yeah. care about spoilers for yeah anything except, like... I, I would care about spoilers for a sporting of Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, I, I'll throw that warning down right now. I'm going to basically spoil the end of Season 2 of Umbrella Academy right now. If you do not want to hear that, 
probably fast forward a couple of minutes to hear our, our outro. Or you can. I mean, it's just the end of the show. Yeah. Like you, you can go. You can go. It's fine. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was your last chance. Here's my problem. They went back in time to stop their original apocalypse. Them going back in time to stop their original apocalypse cause this new apocalypse. Them stopping this new apocalypse and returning to their time, which is now an alternate timeline that they changed, even though they go to their time and, and they're a day after their original timeline, would have negated the second season from ever having had happened, because they had no reason to go back in time. Therefore, the second season wouldn't have happened to make the alternate timeline at the end of the second season, because uh, Reginald never would have gotten the inclination to change it to the Sparrow Academy. There is no reason Season 3 should ever exist, because Season 1 never happened in this timeline now. So, none of that made any sense. Season- Nothing you said made any sense. Season 1, they went, at the end of it, they were like, let's go back in time to try ourselves, to try to stop ourselves from, from causing the apocalypse in 2019. So they go back in time, which drops them in the 60s. Uh-huh. Them, them being in the 60s causes issues where they try to stop the killing of Kennedy, they meet their father, their father then changes his plans and doesn't form the Umbrella Academy, right? Because of whatever happens. Kennedy dies still, and they're able to get back to their original time, which is a day after the apocalypse in 2019. They return to their timeline in 2019, the apocalypse having never had happened. Which means- they, didn't, they didn't return to their timeline. They returned to a splintered timeline. So they should not exist. No, but it's like anything else. They are outside of the timeline. But they're, yes, they're, exactly, Cobb. Exactly. They, they should not exist. Which right, means it's, it's this. It's they, just like in Legends so, of Tomorrow. Their thing happened out. So remember two seasons ago when Zari got replaced by her brother at the end of the season. Yeah, that would have never happened if she hadn't left the Wave Rider. If she, she would have stayed on the Wave Rider until after time changed, she would not have been replaced. She would. She got replaced. Because she became famous from having the dragon in Hayward. No, no, no. Yes, yes. yes. She was in in the current season. She was only happened in that final episode. She was told, "Don't leave the Wave Rider. Your younger self is there. This will change your timeline." Yes. So left the Wave Rider. Her timeline was changed. If she stayed on the Wave Rider, she would have stayed out of time, and her character would not have been replaced. Exactly. There would have just been two of her. No, so no, her character Zari would not. The dragon would never have gone to to pass Zari, and Zari would never have become Dragon Girl. Zari would have stayed Zari. But that's like, like so in Umbrella Academy because they altered the past in the sixties, causing Reginald to get a separate set or different set of of kids in the two thousands or in the in was it eighty nine. Is that when it happened? In 89, when they're born, he got a different set of kids, and not these kids, to where the apocalypse never happened in season one. Our ragtag group of kids never should have existed, and therefore never should have gone back into the past of 1960s to change Reginald's mind, and therefore never would have, like... this Wait, is the no, problem with you no. trying to adhere rules to time travel, uh, because uh, there are no rules to time travel. Uh, also, if they... If they go back in time and essentially keep most of time the same, 
like nothing about what they did in theory would affect what leads to them being bored. True, but what and they then, changed and nothing else fucking matters. Uh, no, hold, 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 on, hold on, what they changed was them coming together and causing no. the watch watch them coming together caused the 2019 apocalypse. Okay. 20, the 2019 apocalypse caused them to go back in time to the 60s. So if they had never gone back in time in the 2019 apocalypse, they never would have changed Reginald's mind to pick up a different group of friends, and therefore they would have never come together, meaning that the 2019 apocalypse still would have happened because Reginald would have picked them and not this new group of kids. But the, the way that this universe deals with time travel it is not cause and effect. Like, Five sends his older self back through time again, but with the right math so that he would stay his current age. Didn't, didn't make number five become an old guy. But that's the question. Did he actually do that? Did he do they, the right... They, sh- they, they showed the other stuff there. Did he do the right math, or did he throw him through there and purposely do the wrong math? Did, no, because he told the guy the math. Just because he told him the math doesn't mean he did the right math. He might, like, because he might have known, like, if I do the right math, then I'm going to revert to my normal aged body. Maybe I don't want to be in a 58-year-old man's body. I, I, their time travel stuff is not, it, it's not cause and effect like that. It does, like, killing somebody now doesn't erase them in the future. It's just, it's splintered timelines. It's like Back to the Future too. But in, in Back to the Future... Uh, uh, Marty almost didn't exist because he in Back to the Future one. In Back to the Future two, though, when they went to the future, when he when, was still born and he retained all of his memories, when yeah, they went back to 1985 and it was Biff Tannen world, he was not erasing. Like there, there was no fear of him being erased because he already existed. No, when he went back, when at the end of Back to the Future one, his timeline was corrected. His dad got together with his mom. I'm not talking about Back, back to the Future 1. I'm talking about Back to the Future 2. In Back to the Future 2, he goes to the future. And then he goes to the past. And, and then, then he, goes, he goes... And then he I'm goes... Sorry, he, he goes, goes to the future, and then the present, and then the past, and then back to the present. He doesn't go to the past in Back to the Future 2. He goes... Yes, to he the, fucking does! Why does he go to the past in Back to the Future 2? So, so that Biff Tannen... The, the 18-year-old Biff Tannen doesn't get the sports almanac to become rich in 1985 where he killed his fucking dad, married his mom, and sent him to an insane asylum. And and when did when was the present of... 1985. Of, okay, so Marty McFly was already existing in 1985. That's, That's what, what I'm he saying. said. Yeah. So that, there's no paradox there because in 1985 when Biff was already... When, when, when Marty was already existing, that's when... He changed when when the timeline started to change was nineteen eighty five. No, no, the timeline changed before that. So look, ready. So Back to the Future timeline is broken, just like this one. In nineteen fifty five, um, Marty's parents get together at the Under the Sea dance. Yeah, that leads to them getting married eventually mm-hmm. and having Marty and his siblings. Yes. In the Back to the Future two timeline, old Biff in twenty fifteen steals the DeLorean. Travels back to 1955, gives his younger self a copy of a sports almanac that was 1955 through 2000. Young Biff uses that from the moment he turns into 18 onward to bet on sporting events to become a, he becomes rich. At some point in the 70s, while Marty is a small child, he has his father murdered and then marries marries his mother, buys that big hotel. Um, all the siblings get like fucked 
send and sent away. Marty gets institutionalized or, or sent to prison or something like that. Um, but the Marty that comes back to 1985 from 2015 that finds that change. I'm sorry, Doc Brown got institutionalized. Marty was in prison, I believe. Um, that Marty that comes back from 2015 retains all of his knowledge and abilities just like Doc Brown does even though their timeline is drastically different than it was originally. That's what happened here. All 43 babies are still born in 1989. Like, they still exist in the timeline. The the um, Umbrella Academy ones, like, still exist. They've come back to a timeline where their entire timeline went fucking wrong, though. It's just, um... Re- Reginald? Is that, is that his name? The dad? Yes. Yeah. Um, he just... He purposely went and picked up a bunch of kids that weren't them. Um, and he got Ben because he didn't know who Ben was because Ben was a ghost. Yeah. So, like, the timeline actually makes more sense than you think based on Back to the Future logic. Avengers Endgame told us that Back to the Future logic is fucking broken, though. And, and, and so the, there, there needs to be a cause-effect time travel. You're, there's no reason. And, and this is the time machine. The, 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 the guy who made the time machine made the time machine to go back to stop his wife from dying. So any time he would use it to go to stop his wife from dying, he would go back to his time, and he needed to have had a reason to build the time machine so his wife would still always die. Yeah, but that that is also a that is a, a time travel mechanic where you're going back to your same point in time. They're going. They went back to their same point no, in time. They went back to a fractured timeline, just like Doc Brown explains in fucking Back to the Future Two. Man, go watch Back to the Future Two. He draws it on a chalkboard. There's the straight line. That's 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 Back to the Future Prime. The 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 point in nineteen in twenty fifteen where Old Biff takes the Omnac back, then creates a splintered timeline where that new timeline becomes their main timeline, and everything sucks. So, so at, at this point, there are two Klauses, two uh, uh, Vanessas, two. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, potentially there are two, just like there, just like in Back to the Future Two, there would have been two Docs and two Martys, um, and two Jennifers and two. No, Einstein. There might. I mean, yes, technically there probably would have still been two Einsteins. Okay, I, I I have to rewatch Back to the Future Two to because it's. I think I've only ever seen it once. Um, but yeah, so like two, there are two divergent like, timelines now. So in this timeline, everyone was still born. Everyone still has the same powers. It's just they're they're like prime versions of that timeline were never adopted so they're all probably still living with their parents and you know may- maybe they don't know they have powers i mean i'm sure they do but like like the one girl the rumor girl like what are the fucking odds that she would have ever went like i heard a rumor that you fell down and somebody would fucking fall down you know what i mean yeah uh, i just i i i don't i'm not I, I'm not a fan of the Splinter timeline, uh, 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 time travel. It just, it makes, like, there's that movie, uh, was it Looper, I believe, that no, I've, oh, like, Looper, Looper's the, the one with, um, Bruce Willis? Yes. That, that does, that, that is broken because Bruce Willis, it, it plays the future form of Joseph Gordon Levitt, who is supposed to have had died when Joseph Gordon Levitt kills him, his future self. But he ends up not dying and going around to kill this one person that kills his future, like, wife. Wait, I thought, I thought the whole, I, I saw Looper once a long time ago. I thought the whole thing was Bruce Willis' character was coming back in time to kill Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which was his younger self. No, Bruce, Lu- Bruce Willis' character, so in that time, in that, like, the, the time travel is used by gangsters. And... Yeah. 
So you are hired by these gangsters to just kill somebody when they arrive in your time, bury them. Uh, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's life. Uh, eventually, you will kill somebody and you'll get gold rather than silver, and the gold means you just killed yourself and your job is done forever. You don't ever have to do it again. So, Joseph, this initial timeline, Joseph, Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt eventually kills himself from the future, buries his future self, grabs his money, lives his life, becomes Bruce Willis, finds someone to fall in love with, where then a mobster comes and kills Bruce Willis' wife and sends Bruce Willis back to, to the current timeline, where Bruce Willis, instead of just dying, is able to like dodge out of the way and stop himself from dying by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So then Bruce Willis goes around killing a bunch of kids, because it's the whole, if you kill Hitler, type of uh, yeah. idea. And at the end of it, he kills the one kid who is the mob boss at the at that door in his original timeline. He kills that kid. Which, in turn, destroys the fucking timeline. Bruce Willis never exists in this timeline. But if Bruce Willis never exists in this timeline, that kid never would have fucking died. And the whole movie is fucked up. It's a broken timeline. It does not work. So it only doesn't work because you think there needs to be these strict rules based around time travel when it's a fictional fucking device. Look, I, 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 like I said, I subscribe to the to the time machine, time travel. You need to have had a reason. If you're going back in time to stop something, that something is always going to have happened had happened because you went back in time to go stop it, or something of that nature is always going to have happened because you went back in time to stop it from happening. Meaning you would have always needed to have a reason to go back in time, but not if there's splinter timelines. I look, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'd have to watch, uh, back well, time travel again. is fake. So, people that can do whatever the fuck they want with it. But, look, if we can, if we can, like, agree on the rules of robotics, I'm sure there is a, 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 a rules for time travel in media. And I, I, like, I don't agree with the rules that they're using in this series. Which I mean, kind of robots me are, robots are a thing that actually exists in one way or another. Yeah. But, travel can't exist. But the rules for robotics was created way before the rules, like, before robotics became this. The, the, the book that iRobot is based off of is the originator of those rules for robotics. And everything follows those rules when it comes to robotic Generally, everything follows those rules when it comes to robotic servants. They, they, can't, they can't hurt their master, they can't hurt themselves, and if it's either themselves or their master, they have to protect their master first. Like I've, ne- I've actually never seen iRobot because it didn't look good. Uh, iRobot was good, I liked it. But, I don't know, I don't have a problem with time travel being different depending on how the medium is going to use it, as long as the thing is entertaining. Look, and like I said, the series is good, but... Or the end of the series is good, but I just... The way they did this time travel right now, I just feel like it's broken. But now the, the whole third season can be them trying to fix their timeline. Which, like... Just like Marty did by going back to 1955 and then stealing the fucking sports almanac from Biff. When he had the, you know, like... They're, they're driving on the thing. He makes Biff crash into another fucking um, thing in Menor and then... The DeLorean gets struck by lightning, and, like, Marty's standing on the middle of that fucking random highway, and the dude from um, Western Union shows up with a letter from 1855, when Doc Brown sent, or 1885, where Doc Brown sent him a letter telling him, like, hey, Marty, I'm stuck in the Wild West. It's cool. Here's where I buried the time machine. 
go find my 1955 self so that you can get the fuck home, but don't come back to get me. Yeah. Look, I, I, I don't, like Look, I man, said... I know I, Back to the Future 1 and 2 beat for beat. I, I, I've only seen both of them, all three of them, once, maybe. So I know, I, they're not for everybody, but I'm telling you, like, I, that's how time travel works. I, I don't hate them. I just have only ever seen them once, and I enjoyed it when I was watching it, but I just never got around to watching it again to, to, to learn it, but... Well, when, when we hang up, you're going to watch the trilogy. No, right. I'm not. I'm not. I have two... Cool. It's, eight, it's 8.30, you'll be done by, like, 2. You're good. Look, I, have, I have too many things to play over the next couple of days that watching stuff is likely out of the picture right now. Oh, it's fine. Just watch three two-hour movies, and then you can play something. No, because one, one of them is for a review for next week that we can't talk about right now. Oh, it's fine. Drew can play that. You don't have to. We I are kinda, both going. <laughs> yeah, I, we kind of both have to. Uh, anyway. That's that's a show, I guess. Yeah. Um. So next week, other than whatever those guys are talking about, um, S.H.I.E.L.D. is airing its finale tonight, its series finale. It's two hours. Um, we'll probably talk about that some next week. Um. And then you'll have your impressions on the Avengers beta. Drew, are you going to check out the beta at all? Um, probably not this week. Why not? It's open. Because uh, we have the other thing to play. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Take an hour on Saturday. I, I think you could reasonably play the the, uh, the, the thing that we're getting uh, tomorrow. Like, we got it on Tuesday. So there's plenty of time to play and also play the Avengers beta for, like, a couple of hours as well. I mean, we'll see. That beta is only open for, like what is it, 30 hours or something? Look, all I, all I recommend is... I also I fucking mean, do not care for that no, I was going to say, because, you, because you're not really interested in it, play the opening mission, the, the bridge stuff. It's maybe an hour, if that. This way you can at least, like, say how you feel about the combat and, and agree with me. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I, I, I want to try that beta. I just don't know that it'll happen. That's cool. I mean, there is the next one it's next got, weekend also. Two yeah, more yeah. weeks. Uh, according to Eurogamer, it's just this weekend and next weekend. Yeah, I guess you could say two more. But yeah. Wait, I thought. Uh, nope. All platforms open access August twentieth. Um. Okay. Yeah. This weekend because is Xbox I... and PC pre-orders plus open on PS4, and then next week is open for everything. Uh, because I think um, if you pre-order it, you get uh, early access the next weekend after that. Because it comes okay. out, it comes out the the uh, I think it comes out September third. That that sounds correct. Um, yep, September fourth actually. So close enough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, for some reason, I thought until you said the third, I was thinking it came out later in September. But no, yeah, I, I know it comes out a lot sooner than a lot of people think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, it, it is not far off now. Um. But yeah, that is that is likely going to be a show. Mm-hmm. Um. Homework is to everybody watch Back to the Future 2. That's not, that's not happening. Uh, same. Not happening here. God, <laughs> you guys are the worst. Anyway, if you want to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't help us there with your dollars, you can help us by going to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, soon Amazon... And uh, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, like us, whatever those platforms ask you to do, do it. Uh, You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with more to talk about. Thanks.
Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.